You're listening to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires, where we talk retirement, building wealth, and outrageous generosity. Kevin's in Boise. Hi, Kevin. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, hello, sir. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up in your world? Hey, question. I was trying to find out when you, instead of seeing a, a smart investor pro, at what point do you buy a property for rental income versus investing it versus, you know, to a uh, investor pro. Okay. Well, we won't, I, I wouldn't suggest you start buying rental property unless you pay cash for it after your home is paid off. And so if, okay. you, if you're and using Ramsey lingo, that would be in baby step seven then. Yeah. Kevin, where are you at financially? Do you have a paid for house currently? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we, we we have zero debt. We have nothing. Way, Way to go. go. It's Way amazing. Go. Yeah, I, I would begin right now to pile up some money as fast as I could to pay cash for my first rental if I was you. And I think, meanwhile, you could probably save 15% of your income still uh, towards towards okay. you know, mutual funds. That's the way I did it. I, I you know I got my house paid um, off, and then I just kept doing fifteen percent of my income into retirement in mutual funds. That's not that much, really. And, and then I, every other dollar I could scrape together for investing, I just piled it up until I paid cash for my first little rental. And that, so, as soon as you do that, that you all that rental income will help you buy the next one too. So it snowballs in a good direction after you get it going. Well, I guess that's where I'm at now. Is we do have the cash available to buy a rental income. Great, do uh, it, and, and have it paid for. Do and it. Then, so when you get that money, you do that. So then you get that money. Where do you put the money from the rent? Do you just put it in some account to go towards another rental? Yeah, that's what I've done. Uh, and, and I use some of my other money to go towards the next rental because I love real estate. And it sounds like you do too, but you don't have to do that. It's not like mandatory part of the Ramsey plan or something. Some people don't like real estate in dealing with renters and all, and they just do mutual funds. That's okay. But what I have done was I would took I would take extra cash and I just opened up a, a simple S&P 500, no commission, uh, low turnover mutual fund, just an index fund. Okay. And I just dump money in that index fund until there's enough in there to buy another piece of real estate. And then I dump money in there until there's enough money to buy another piece of real estate. The interesting thing was it got to the point that uh, it, it turned out to be a lot of money because as you get a few properties, that account builds really fast. You know what I'm saying? Mm hmm. So and just, just keep going. It just seems like a better, a better, uh, a safer bet with the real estate versus putting it in, in the funds. It is safer in some ways in that you control more of the variables and real estate is less volatile. It doesn't jump up and down as much in price as the stock market does. Uh, it's also a whole heck of a lot more hassle. You know, stuff breaks on real estate. They never call me from my mutual fund company and want an air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the mutual fund company never calls and says, you know, I lost my job. I'm not paying my rent. We don't ever get that from them. So uh, it makes a little less, and it's a little more volatile, but it's also a whole lot less hassle. I just kind of open up my email and see how much money I made. It's not much to it on the mutual funds. But I like the real estate, but I grew up in that business. I love real estate, and I've got a bunch of it. So, But the, you're doing it exactly in the right yeah, order. That's incredible. Paid for a house, has the cash to buy a rental property. I'd, uh, I'd go ahead and pull the trigger on this one. Yeah, and and – you know, usually when we get that call, it's somebody who's uh, 
still fighting through their credit card debt or their or their student loan and they're wanting you they know, see dollar been, signs they've been watching some weekend get rich quick thing on real estate crap and they're about to get themselves into a mess yeah i see with, that a lot on tiktok that's the hot thing is oh yeah flip houses and real estate investing and these are the same people who have a hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt who are about to walk into a nightmare yeah i mean tiktok Pretty good for dance moves, maybe, but not great for Don't financial advice. Yeah. I'm just thinking financial advice in TikTok. This is like... You There's know. a lot of bad financial advice on TikTok. I will yeah. say that. Yeah, that's like the uh, youngster's version of stupid. You know, the other one that gets me is on the other end. The old people version is if, if your financial products are advertised between Snuggies and walk-in <laughs> bathtubs, uh, they're probably not good. You know, if washed up uh, ho- uh, Hollywood figures yeah. are... If Tom Selleck is selling you whole life insurance, yeah, run away. Well, that would be, uh, yeah, it would be long-term, or not long-term care. What What is it that, yeah? No, they're selling uh, reverse mortgages. Oh, that's, that's a hot one. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. You need to do a fine print on reverse mortgages. That would be a fun one. That would be good. I'm here. We can play some you of those TV You could put timeshare in there. You could do timeshare on one. You could do... Because if you guys want de- the next step, the next season for fine print, you guys need to email in and let George know what he's supposed to talk yes. about. Yes. We, we've had lots of great ideas come through. It's the yeah. email the fine print at RamseySolutions.com. If you've got an idea for uh, an episode around a company that is scamming people, a product that's terrible for people, and there is no shortage, Dave, yeah. apparently. No, there's not. The timeshare industry is one. The reverse mortgages are another one that you could do. Um, and I thought of one this morning when i was listening to the fine print and uh, on, on my walk and uh is uh, actual scams we had a lady call a guy calling his mom had gotten scammed mm. and uh not not just uh you know semi-legal scams like we're talking about right here like timeshares are legalized fraud right yeah. but like and getting so your personal information i'm talking about like you know the spanish setup or the nigerian prince or there's you know there's some basic setups with these scams and if you learn kind of how they work and expose them and uh maybe interview somebody with the fbi or something on on these scams well, that would be good i mean we've had some we've had some really interesting calls over the I years i have fallen for one I fell for you one did? of the. Yes, I was really embarrassed what? to say it. I shipped some shoes to Nigeria off a of Craigslist. I was selling some shoes on Craigslist. The guy said, "Hey, send them to my cousin. I'll pay you extra for the shipping." And I got the email, and I said, "Wow, he's really willing to pay the extra fifty bucks to ship them." And so I just went ahead and shipped them. And it turns out the email was not from PayPal. No. Once I shipped it, I never checked my actual bank account to see if the money was really there. I just saw an email from PayPal, and I went, "All right, he's good to go," and I shipped him. So that was my. Uh, there was an eBay scam that went around tax. that was similar to that for a while. Yeah. That they would actually cut and paste and put uh, the PayPal on it, and uh, you know get you to go ahead and pay the wrong account, and it was uh, somehow they were hacking into the system, and it was a real embarrassing. You can replicate emails and websites to look just like the actual company. IRS is one. They IRS send does out that thing. a lot. We need your information. They're phishing scams. We need your information in order to get phishing with a P, by the way. But, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. But the, yeah, you need to do an episode on I that. I know. That's good. I have a lot of stupid tax with, that's, with um, scams. That's very And cool. senior citizens are the most susceptible. Nigeria needed tennis shoes, and you weren't suspicious at I all, I just George. thought, wow, what a nice guy. He wants to send these to his cousin in Nigeria. And I was, you know, I was probably and who happens to be old. a prince. Yeah. Yes, there was no prince involved. There was no red flag, no royalty here. No red flags, except I'm shipping sh- tennis shoes to Nigeria. That should have been. Other than that, and a yeah. guy's looking on Craigslist for these. Who knew? Yeah, this is where we pick them up. That's generally where we buy our shoes for Nigeria. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just did a segment uh, on for media today, helping senior citizens figure out cell phone yeah. plans, and there was one about they wanted to know how to avoid scams. Exactly. 
And exactly. so, because that's who prime, that. the primary target of the scams is, is senior citizens. Wire us money, buy us gift cards, give us some personal information. So I always say, when in doubt, hang up. If it seems suspicious, it seems back. too good to be true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that pretty much ends the whole thing when you do that. Thanks for tuning in to Ramsey Everyday Millionaires. To check out all our podcasts, just search Ramsey Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.